Greetings and welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast with your hosts, Ray and Mark. In this episode, your intrepid hosts share random neural activity. You know, odds and ends, pieces of a puzzle. Speaking of which, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I just finished a jigsaw puzzle. The box said three to five years, but I completed it in only 18 months. Welcome to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast with Ray and Mark. I'm Ray. And I'd be Mark, I think. By process of elimination, I'd be Mark. You would be, yes. Oh, and we are back from summer vacation uh, right before uh, we got listed on, on iTunes and a couple other platforms. Uh, we decided to take a little bit of a, a summer break because things were just getting a little, little hectic. So we're back, and this is it. And we're going to look at, uh, we're going to talk about what we did on our summer vacations, uh, review a few stories, and uh, and explain a few things about the podcast to our lovely listening audience. Yay. So what did you do on your summer vacation, Mark? I waited on Skype for you, right? Uh, <laughs> a whole month. I was month. just sitting here growing a <laughs> long beard. I was like Howard Hughes. My fingernails were growing. Yeah. I was saving little bottles of urine all over the <laughs> studio. I do that. Just waiting, just waiting for yeah. you. No, actually, I've been taking uh, day trips um, because I have, um, right now, um, we have a kind of a, I'm not going to call it, we have an absence of leadership in uh, my technical chain. And so if I'm not there and a question comes up, the question goes ridiculously high mm-hmm. until we get a replacement. And so uh, I'm sticking close. But we have done a couple day trips. We went once to um, a place called Great Falls, but it's the Potomac between Maryland and Virginia. But you'd think it's the Colorado Rapids. I mean, it's beautiful. There's kayaks on it. Yeah, big I did waterfalls. see that, that uh, video uh, that you, you sent to me, and that yes. was amazing. It doesn't look like it's Virginia. No, it does not. And I did, over Saturday, they found a body in there. But they didn't. they didn't while I was there. So it's always nice knowing something new can turn up. Well, uh, after uh, after many years, uh, we went back to Maine. Uh, someplace we went with the kids when they were little, and the last couple of years they've been saying when we're going back. So we did the Airbnb thing, got a whole house, and the whole family was there, and it was just great. Stayed there Those for are the week. best vacations. Those are cool. They, they are, yeah. And we stayed in Bath, which is a really cool town. Uh, it's where the ironworks are an old industrial town but it's it's kind of coming back and at like a lot of places in the northeast is is trying to develop an art scene uh and food scene and it's it's really great i feel kind of bad for the people in bath though i mean they smell really good but they're kind of shriveled if they stay in bath too long <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> it just jumped in there i had no mouthful there. I'm sorry. i know i know <laughs> you saw the opportunity you went for it uh <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> the bell is back. The bell is returned. Oh. <laughs> oh. People love so, the bell. I'm sure they do. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. I know we're back. Calm down. I know. Jeez, they love us. This is incredible. Oh, my God. Okay. So I, uh, I did some checking today into the uh, show stats. And on iTunes, we have seven devices registered. Six of those are mine. And so we're making some progress. <laughs> well, that's good. We have more p- 
platforms than listeners, right? We do. That's our new slogan. More platforms than listeners. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Uh, somehow we ended up on CastBox. I didn't even apply for that, but we're on it. So uh, we, we are out there on a, a number of different platforms. So, so there's no excuse for not subscribing now. We're going to go viral. We are. That's right. Right. You, we're going to be the you, next big thing. You want to say you listened before it was big. That's right. I knew them when. And uh, I was looking at the stats on the, the website. We currently, over, at least for the last month, have more context on the website coming from Ukraine than the United States, which is interesting. <laughs> they're clearly we're all big, hackers. We're a big hit over there. <laughs> Most of what they're... Yeah. It's the only Most logical of, conclusion, right? I, I would say, yeah, that's it. And uh, it's funny because they're almost all going for pages that don't even exist on the website. They're looking for... Uh, for WordPress login pages and WordPress exploits, targeting those files, which don't even exist on our site. Because our site is a little medieval. Everything is hand-coded the old-fashioned way, as you might expect. And mm. So the website itself is hand-coded. The uh, um, XML feed, the RSS feed is hand-coded, which, I mean, since we're not updating a lot and we're only doing a podcast every other week or, or once a month, it's not too hard to maintain it by hand. So you can't tell me about the thousands of hits we've had by eager listeners, fan mail. You can't tell uh, me about no, 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 no fan mail. So yeah, if you if you like the podcast and and have an idea for a show, uh, uh, drop us a line. We have a website. It's medieval. It's it's medieval. It's uh, what's the address, Yard- right? Catharticyardstick.com. <laughs> wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, moving on. We, we did get one, one question that came in from a listener uh, while we were on vacation asking us about the origins of the name of the show. Of Cathartic Yardstick, where Cathartic it came Yardstick, from. Cathartic Yardstick, where that came from. This is actually, I find it an interesting story because it actually came to me in a dream. There I was minding my own business, sound asleep, and I dreamt that it was like 1967 and I was in San Francisco. And I remember walking around thinking, well, the cool thing is I'm going to be hearing some great music. And I saw a flyer for a uh, music festival. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And so I showed up at the music festival. And of course, you stop and think of the names of the bands that were out then. The Electric Prunes, the Strawberry Alarm Clock, Jefferson, you know, Airplane, stuff like that. So I had to, my brain was under pressure to think up another group that was going to take the stage. And it came up with the cathartic yardstick. And I woke up and I said, that's so brilliant. I got to write it down. And so um, the name cathartic yardstick was just bouncing in my head for a couple of years until Ray and I started talking about podcasting. And I said, hey, I got a name. And and it wasn't taken. <laughs> Catharticyardstick.com was available. What I, what I have noticed um, from talking to my brother and sister is that this is such a perfect marketing name. There could be no better name because it's so memorable. I've probably been asked a combination of probably 30 times, what What are you guys calling it again? What is it? And then you tell them. And it's like, what is it? It's like, get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. <laughs> You'll never forget. So yeah, it's very memorable. So I'm sure it's in high demand. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the, the rest is history, as they say. Um, That's right. 
we uh, we registered that name, set up the website, and uh, commenced podcasting. All right, another thing we want to uh, do is just follow up on a couple of the uh, the previous episodes because there have been a couple of developments that I, I thought were kind of interesting. There have? There have? There have. Wow. And one has to do with Amelia Earhart. Did they find her? Is she okay? Not, not yet. <laughs> but oh. uh, Robert Ballard is now involved in the search. Wow. So that's that's okay. significant. I mean, he, Robert he, Ballard used to be from, uh, what, the Woods Hole Oceanic Institute or something like that? And he found the Titanic. Yeah. So if anyone can find it, I, it's probably him. Now, I saw an interview with him or a speech by him, but he basically said, you know, somebody invites you to look for Amelia Earhart. And, and he, he went down to various things he's found, and he basically said how many square miles he had it narrowed down to. And he says, you know, you're talking about Amelia Earhart, and that's like just a ridiculous amount of distance. But um, apparently what he is really finding a lot of credibility in and I never knew what to make of it, but apparently she disappeared in 1937. And in 1939, there was like a photographic survey of the island by a guy by the name of Brevington, I think. And um, one of his photos apparently showed a piece of metal. And some folks think that is the sheared off landing gear of a Lockheed Electra. And I kind of thought, yeah, it's a sheared off piece of metal, but it's like, how can you look at it and go, oh, yeah, it's from a Lockheed Electra 10E, you know? Um, but apparently they went to like National Geospatial Agency and stuff like that and had uh, folks who specialize in looking at surveillance photos and satellite photos look at it. And allegedly they, they say, yes, that is very consistent with an Electra Tenney's landing gear. And so Ballard actually thinks this is, there's a decent shot. And so this should be interesting. It's going to be an, a subject of an October National Geographic special. Wow, I would think if if it's the landing gear, it can't be too far from from that spot. You know that that would significantly narrow the field. Right, but the only thing they say is they basically say uh, Nikamuru is basically like the top of a ten thousand foot mountain, and so when you find something around the peak of it, uh, if it slid down the side, I mean, there's a long trip. Oh, okay, and so that's what that's a challenge apparently. Okay, in in UFO news. One of the phenomena this summer has been the uh, Storm Area 51 joke, which kind of got out of hand. There were over too many people. <laughs> I'm packing. Are you, are you going? I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Little Alien. Well, you know, it started as a joke. A college student was listening to, uh, or actually watching a podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, that had Bob Lazar as a guest. Great. They found him. And that's where, yeah, that's where he got. Well, they they just came out with a, a documentary about Bob Lazar. Let's see if I can find that somewhere. But we need to invite him on the show. You think he'd come? No, but I think you should invite him for the show because because really our brushes with fame is who we're rejected by. <laughs> right, we've been rejected by Richard C. Hoagland so far. That's right. That's right. It was so good. You didn't even call us back. He said, "What." What, what's your podcast again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last we hear from Who are them. you guys? Yeah. Crickets. And it's like, yeah, we'll get back to you. He obviously hasn't heard about our Ukraine crap. No, it seems like right up his alley. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Storm Area 51 started as a joke saying, you know, they can't stop us all. Let's, let's Storm Area 51 and find out what's there. And uh, it's supposed to happen September 20th, 2019. 
And uh, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of gotten out of hand. The government is a little concerned. They've said, no, you, you cannot you know cross the boundaries. And it would be, uh, I think, dangerous to do so. But the town's prepared. Uh, you know, if, if there's a chance to make some money off this deal, I'm sure the, the local businesses would will, will try to capitalize on it. It'd be interesting to see if they if they send some troops out to secure the area. Yeah, just to like a little intimidation factor. Yeah, some black hel- helicopters. Because, that- <laughs> because I, I heard something like there was like thirty two sheriffs or something like that. I mean that that it's the middle of the desert. Yeah. And so there isn't a whole lot of police force to call on for crowd control. Now there's also no infrastructure, no hotels, no restaurants. So I don't know. Except for the little alien. Have you heard about the little alien? I, I've heard about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they were talking about maybe maybe changing this to more like a music festival or some sort of other <laughs> thing. So I I, I don't know. I, we're either going to storm the Bastille or we're going to play uh, tunes and get stoned. Yeah, I don't really so, know which. Uh, I don't know. I, I doubt either one of those is going to happen, but uh, we'll see. They're so, making T-shirts. Uh, mark, mark your calendars. September 20th. September 20th. Okay, I got it. Right outside of Las Vegas. Hey, it's near Vegas, and it's not too bad. We really should go. We should, you know, be, do a remote of the cathartic yardstick from outside we Area Twenty One. Yes, yes. Just see who's going. <laughs> we should interview people in, in the airport. <laughs> That'd be great. Here, sign this waiver. <laughs> see, yeah, uh, you know the the, the I guess the uh, the staff that work there uh, at the base fly out of the Las Vegas airport in in planes that have the windows covered. Just, uh, I forgot what they call it, but it's like a little shuttle that flies from there to Area 51 every day, uh, oh, shuttling yeah. the, the uh, employees back and forth. Kind of interesting. And in space news, uh, recently a collision was detected by the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, also called LISO. Something was set up in, in 2015, and basically what an interferometer does is it's taking a laser beam, splitting it, sending it out to two arms, then it comes back. And they look at distortions in the laser beam coming back. And what this indicates is if there's any any variations in, in space-time, what they're looking for are gravitational waves. And one was detected recently, and they think it was from a black hole colliding with a neutron star. And what this actually means if they detect it is the lengths of the arms of the interferometer changed, or maybe even the speed of light or the distance, you know, changed right in the middle of this device so that's how it's detecting um changes in space time which which is kind of freaky i don't know uh that like the length of something would change based on a gravitational wave Hmm. and it's designed to detect changes as small as one ten thousandth of the diameter of a proton which is just an inconceivable Maybe I should say unconceivable. Inconceivable. It's a. It just. It's hard to fathom that small a difference. One ten thousandth the diameter of a proton. Hmm. Uh, so I, which gets back into that whole issue about time travel. Most most talk about time travel theoretically has to do with immensely fast things, uh, immensely massive things. So the the idea that you could actually you know send a human or subject a human or any living thing to those kind of speeds or pressures or gravity makes it seem like you know time travel, if it were possible, would never be possible for a human being. Well, if you have a force field, a containment field, uh, and 
Heisenberg compensators. <laughs> Inertial dampers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't know. It just... Dilithium it, crystals. And it, 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 for, for, for something that massive, like, you know, black hole and neutron star colliding, and, and you're looking at it in terms of one ten thousandth the diameter of a proton, you know, how much energy would it take to move a human being that far, in, you know, through time or space? It, it, it just boggles the mind. Yep, hair dryers would slow down everywhere, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's time travel again. My lights flicker every time he does this. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got? Oh, shortwave. Uh, we were talking about number stations, and I did this when I was up in Maine on vacation at night. Uh, one of the things that... It's hard to get shortwave around here because there's so much interference, but for some reason out there, like near the ocean, away from everything... You can pick up some pretty good signals. So I'm going to play just a little montage of the typical sort of things you can hear now on shortwave. Uh, I didn't get any number stations. Didn't get really too many weird broadcasts. But um, during the day, it's a lot of uh, religious stuff coming out of the, uh, mostly out of the southern United States. And then at night, you get all the international stations. That's when they're broadcasting. So this is, uh, this is what's, um, and I imagine a lot of people out there have, especially if you're younger, have not spent much time listening to shortwave, but uh, this is what it sounds like. Jesus coming to seek and to save those who were lost. See, of being human is that as men and women, we may reflect and produce at our own creaturely level people can get this message so you've got a world perspective this is not okay to preach the man in u.s courts for allegedly violating title three of the notorious hans burton law amazing grace So, you know, for sure you want to go and do that, right? But this Christ could once again be applied to my... Not gush. Trickle. Just unlike you. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> well, if you look up the word translated as fear in a Bible dictionary, it says reverence. It does say fear. The organization plans to build strategies to protect Han Siblings and a source for post-professional photos for pilgrims in Vietnam. You're listening to The Voice of Vietnam, and now some more news. China's economy grew by 6.3% in the first half of the year, in line with the government's annual target of 6 to 6.5%. For CRI, this is Boyan. You're listening to The Beijing Hour. 60 minutes of comprehensive news. Your window on China...
Universal Prime. One hour, 22 minutes. So that's it. Uh, that's just a, a sample of the, the kind of stuff that's still on shortwave now. Back in the 90s for a while, I was listening to shortwave at night. And my two favorite things to listen to were out of Germany, Radio Deutsche Welle. Um, just because it was kind of polished um, international shortwave. But the other thing I really got a hoot listening to was Radio Havana because it was, I mean, it was, you know, propaganda, um, but it was interesting to listen to their take on the news because you'd watch the national news and then you'd hear their take on the national news, particularly on stories involving Cuba. But one thing I thought was interesting is they were making the argument that uh, their medical care is really good, you know, contrary to popular belief. And so what they were doing was they were offering um, a select listeners free medical care, like come down and have your procedure done with us. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. I had my uvula removed in Havana. Mm. So it, yeah, it can uh, be fun. Yeah, the Radio Beijing, they were talking about 6.3% growth rate. And it's funny because that's been in the news lately about growth rates and that uh, you know China's supposed to be doing really poorly. Uh, economically. So who, who knows? Who knows where the truth lies? Probably somewhere in between. Maybe the people in the Ukraine know. Well, they're, they're too busy trying to get into our podcast. Jeez, can't help it. They know quality. And, you know, it, the cool thing about shortwave is it's it's not like you need a lot of technology. It's, uh, you know, the shortwave transmitters go back to like the 30s, the 20s. Uh, it, it's old technology, but it lets you listen to every place in the world. Uh, I mean, it's not perfect that the signals fade in and out, which is kind of part of the charm of it. It sounds, I know, it is very old school. There's kind of a, an appeal to uh, with that. and It's exotic. Sounds exotic. It does, yeah. Like you're, you're eavesdropping on something you shouldn't be able to hear. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's interesting uh, kind of tying these all together, you know, technology, space travel, time travel, that, not that we're ever going to get there, but do you, ever, do you ever think we're going to just plateau on technology that maybe you can only reach a certain point and beyond that everything is, is not possible? Like we're getting no. close to it. Really? No. At, at, yeah, but, at, yeah, so, but, at some yeah. point, at some point, at some point we're going to, at, at some point we're going to reach a, a plateau, I, I think. And just the, the laws of physics will, will be a boundary that we can't just get beyond. Well, I think it might take us a while. I mean, there's Who's some right? things like... Oh, I am. <laughs> you, know, you know, you can only go so fast. You know, you can, the speed of light is pretty much a, a boundary that they don't seem to understand how to get past it. I don't know if it's possible to go faster than that. But when we find a boundary, if we can't exceed it, we find a way around it usually. You know, like, it, like if speed becomes a problem, then you start looking at wormholes, you know, fold space. Going even going to to Mars, uh, if you could you know survive the trip and carry enough supplies and whatnot, you got the whole issue of cosmic rays, and you know the, our sun protects us from cosmic rays because of the magnetic field, but you're not protected in a spaceship. They just go right through everything. So you know there, there's that. There's like, what do you do if you're on the surface of Mars? You're being bombarded by cosmic rays because Mars doesn't have a strong magnetic field. I'm not sure if it even has a magnetic field at all anymore. Make your spacesuits out of lead. 
Hypnosis. I have an answer to everything. I know. Next, bring it to me. All right. Here's a knockdown artificial obstructions. If you've joined us on one of our our, uh, our many platforms for the podcast, you might have noticed the new logo that we have, which features uh, a piece of flying cheese. And that relates to a story that Mark told in an episode quite a while ago. So maybe Mark can retell that story. This is is a truly life-changing experience. (laughs) This is great. I love this story. So I am happy to retell it. A few years ago, the family and I took a cruise to the Western Caribbean, and we stopped off at this island, and the ship's galley crew got out and made us a nice, you know, picnic, put up a nice tent, you know, and you had to stand in line to get your burgers and stuff, you know. So I know what my assigned role is the in the is in the family, hunter-gatherer, right? And so all the ladies look at me and say, hey, why don't you go get us some burgers? It's like, okay, great, okay. So I stand in line and I'm carrying these plates of burgers. And so I have some with cheese, some without cheese. And I have the bun bun tops like open because I don't know if people want to put mayonnaise or ketchup or whatnot. So I'm walking back out to the beach and I see this big gust of wind coming and I'm thinking, oh, it's going to pick up the sand and just like coat me and coat the burgers. I'm going to have to throw them out and go back. And so the big blast of wind hits me, but no sand. I was like really happy. And so I opened my eyes because I know I haven't dropped any food and I look and I'm missing a piece of cheese. Where did this slice of Velveeta go? Where did it go? And I start looking around and to my horror, there was a lady, you know, probably in her twenties or thirties, she was in a bikini and she's sunning herself, but right now, right by her, right up her thigh, right by her bikini line, there lies this slice of cheese. <laughs> and so I was faced with this ethical dilemma. Do I try to sneak up and take the cheese away? And I start thinking, no, no, that would be very bad. So do I go up to her and say, excuse me, ma'am, that's my cheese. <laughs> no, that probably won't do well. And so... What I ended up doing is I ended up just doing the right thing, which was just running away. And so I ran away and uh, my daughters were off, you know, talking with each other, swimming or whatnot. And they came back in. I told them the story that I found rather hysterical. And they said, that's what it was. And I said, what, what do you mean? That's what it was. And they said, as we were getting out of the water, we're just walking through the crowd. And this lady stands up and goes, what the hell? Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> It is a great story. So, so, so I'm I'm telling Ray that what we need to do on that cheese logo, like every good army crest has got a graphic and then it's got a Latin phrase at the bottom. And so I used Google Translate and what the hell cheese in Latin comes out as something like quad infernum caseus. And so I think that ought to be our Latin phrase, like a crest underneath our cheese. I think it'd be, add some little class. For the crest, maybe for the cathartic guards, the dinner jackets. <laughs> That's right. For all the swag we'll be selling. Right. 
Uh, it, you know, when you start boxing this stuff up and sending it to the Ukraine by the thousands, <laughs> yes. then you're going to sit there and say, geez, I thought they were hackers, but really they're just rabid fans. No, they've clearly showed interest in our podcast, so uh, well, we should send them some swag. Vladimir likes it. What are you going to do? He's the man. He's so misunderstood. You think so? Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> Is that it? It's it's, it's so hard. It's so He's hard. He's a funny guy. He's a yeah. good guy. What are you going to do? It's so hard not to talk about uh, what's going on in Washington right now. <laughs> but we don't, we don't we don't talk about we that. We don't talk about that. Because it's depressing. I know. It's I, depressing. Know. I just want the circus to be over. <sighs> but then it'll be so boring. But boring is good. Boring is good. In, in politics, you want boring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like it's like you know, it's like in the cockpit of your airplane, they may be dealing with stuff, but you want calmness. <laughs> right. You don't want excitement up there. It's not good. Update time, today, getting back in shape. Time you know, travel. even you even just time adding, travel. Right. <laughs> time travel. I think we're gonna be ghosts? talking about time travel. Ghosts. Yeah. Talk about ghosts again. What are we gonna talk about? I think we should do time travel and, and time travelers. Cool. And yeah, that's what we'll talk about. We got so many ideas going forward. And not enough time. Not enough listeners. We're, we're gonna have to retire. Yeah. <laughs> and just do this full time. I think that would be fun. <laughs> that would be good. Ukrainians are expecting it. That's right. They demand it, obviously. I mean, there's a demand out there. Give us your ideas. What do you want to hear about? What do you want to hear about? And we're going to keep broadcasting until you tell us what you want to hear about. Quad Infernum, Caseus. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Cathartic Yardstick Podcast. Thanks for being part of our ongoing existential crisis. I pulled the plug <laughs> on the bath scene. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Or was it? <laughs> 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 <laughs>